calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Gav does it as well. When we yeah. don't prepare to try, he'll start talking like this. Yes. It's like, you know you can't be heard yeah, on should be about six inches away <laughs> is the this. optimal range. Hello and welcome to episode <laughs> 1569 of the IGN UK podcast. I don't know what episode we're on. There's Three, loads four, of them. Four. Three, Three, four, four. four. Mm-hmm. That's less than we I thought. Used to, we need to step it up. Th- there was a while when we would announce like what episode it was at the start of the episode. Mm-hmm. So that was like kind of a little cool thing. People keep up to date. They'd be like, hey, welcome to something. something. That we was just, we just did cool it. So, I mean, that yeah, is just what we, we did. We just did. All yeah. oh, right. So, <laughs> I'm really hungover today. So this is going to be... This is gonna Should be we talk fun. about that, Rory? I'm just going to move this water because I'm really scared. Oh, it's tipping. That's my hydration. You can still reach it. You can still yeah, have the drink. You have to drink you, it from floor level. You severely <laughs> overestimate my flexibility. I'm Joe Scrabbles. <laughs> to my left, Rory Powers. To my right, Alicia Judge. Hello. And to my east, Dale Driver. Nice, the east. Yeah, nice, I don't know. I just want to say something other than right. Fair enough. Guys, Rogue One trailer number two dropped last night at the Olympics. Gold medal trailer, they Did called it. Did you drop the O off the Olympics? The Olympics. <laughs> Just all these people wandering around with really limp wrists yeah. getting gold medals. The Olympics. That's what they're calling it on the streets. What does everyone think about this movie now? Does it look good to you? I'm excited to see it. Yeah? How uh, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about your friend's five-word reviews online. Yeah. I'm excited uh, to I think see it's, it, it. That's five words. You could do it. So I watched it this morning, and I, w- I wasn't sure what I made of it, but the more I've watched it, because I had to watch it, obviously, mm-hmm. for more for this, to get some notes, and it gets better every viewing, I think. Honestly, do. Mm-hmm. Believe Is that. it a dense frame? Is there a lot going on <laughs> to it? No, I just think it's... Um, do you notice I love visually? It's very brown and grey, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. And that that's that's theme. not necessarily Star Wars, but it it's is poop. But that's if, what it is. <laughs> wow. What do you got grey in your poop? Oh yeah. It feels very diet. It feels very familiar, but also very new as well. And that's the most exciting thing for me. Yeah. It feels like a different take on Star Wars. It's not just your classic adventure. Yeah. It's a different yeah. story. Yeah. And for me, that that's really exciting. You can see that in even so the opening kind of shots. There's just a really slow piano theme of the traditional the Star Imperial Wars. March at first, exactly. Mm-hmm. It sounds more like the funeral march as you're like, and it's just it's such a like immediately it's set of like this is what you know, but not what you know, and we're gonna flip it round. All right. Asshole Roy's coming out. <laughs> I don't care for it. No. I don't care for it. Did you, did you care for it before and now you don't? No. Or do you just no. not care at all? I don't care for it. What? Why don't you care for it? I don't. Like, if you take out the TIE Fighters and the lightsabers and Stormtroopers, you're left with a sci-fi film that does not interest me in the slightest. Why doesn't it interest you? It's just, I'm not getting anything from it. There's just nothing, there's nothing in the trailer that I was, like, dying to see. Like, really exciting. It felt like they gave it that kind of Game of Thrones treatment where they show a trailer and they're like, but right at the end, here's, here's like, a gun to the dragons. Yeah. Here's, like, Vader. Like, yeah. oh, so he's, he's in it. And it's like, what about that shot? 
when Jim was walking down something and then that TIE fighter rises up yeah. from the different, mm. that was an amazing shot That's and I cool cannot shot. wait to see that scene yeah. if that was any ship other than the TIE fighter though would you be as equally interested it was a pretty impressive shot even if it was but obviously the TIE fighter makes it more yeah. interesting mm. for me I don't know I, I'm, I'm not imagine if it was like a Ford but... Escort it <laughs> <laughs> just comes up yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd want to see that scene old, as well yeah, to be honest great. I think it's what you want from your sci-fi movies yeah. so watching that it's not like like remember like the Star Trek trailer, the most recent one when it came out, you had like the the crazy star fights and you had like the rock music and stuff coming through. And like, there's a lot of real sense of action and there is action in this trailer, mm. but it's like three second snippets of action before to like set to kind of almost like quite sad music. Yeah. to kind of like the, the t they're pitching it at a very different tone. So I can understand how, if you're going in from like a traditional, wanting a traditional sci-fi movie, this probably isn't how they're pitching it at the moment. Yeah. Well, it definitely has a different feel and different tone to it than mm. like the trailers for the Force Awakens, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. they were like they were very bold and very striking. And this <clears throat> is a much more discreet approach and yeah. Yeah. focusing on little things, as you said, like little piano intro and things. Yeah. Although thinking back, the the trailer for Seven did that as well. Did like the theme. The music yeah. is so good in this trailer. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the things they've done with it is incredible. Mm. And also, you saying about the three second action shots? Did you get a glimpse of that one bit when it looks like they're flying off a planet that's like exploding yeah. or something? I missed that. See, <laughs> I, I see it. genuinely, I think there's going to be way more like they're, they're setting it at a really kind of melancholy tone because we know that this is going to be quite a melancholy story like there's been a couple of spoilers dropped that we saw but like even <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Even, I'm not, I'm gonna, we're not free. Gonna no, 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 no. no we're not, we're not getting into the spoilers but, but anyone I've just, I've just said that Vader appeared in it yeah. like, I'm, just twice, that, so. I'm just watching that trailer going I know what happens to you I know what happens <laughs> I know what's going on because oh, really. we were at Star Wars Celebration yeah, yeah. um does that sour your enjoyment of the trailer? No, it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm actually, sorry, you were making a point. I just interrupted. No, 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 it's cool. Uh, no, I, well, well. It's gone it's now. Gone, it's gone. <laughs> it's it. disappeared if into you, the galaxy. If you guys could choose, would you be Jedi or Sith? It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a five-year-old's question to this. What? Jedi. <laughs> this, is, this, is not, this is my contributions to the podcast this week. I was like so thrown at, like I'm trying to do this prepare to try stuff today. So like I haven't even seen the running order. I'm, I'm blind. <laughs> blind Rory. Uh, what would you be? Jedi or Sith? Back Jedi, country. obviously. Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It's like, would you be I good, mean, yeah, wouldn't we all? Wouldn't good we guy all? <laughs> like scribbling over the picture of me. <laughs> when, yeah, if you just levitates Sith. toys behind all of our heads, ready to spike <laughs> into our brains. You clearly have really bad breath. Like you don't look what? at Darth Maul. No, you really don't. You don't. You look at Darth Maul and you go, that man needs a Tic Tac. <laughs> What a weird thing to say. Yeah. What's that I don't about? think that was my original thought. <laughs> if I just breath, breath must Something you really need to take into consideration. You reckon Qui-Gon Jinn's minty fresh? That, that, have <laughs> yeah. you seen his dentistry? That guy, this that guy this is the voice of Aslan. He knows his mouth is great. Luke's chewing like bubble mint. He's got like a bit of flavor. Hubba bubba. Hubba bubba, yeah. <laughs> Anakin, <laughs> Anakin's got like toxic waste. He's like, I'm, I'm pushing it to the edge. Is that a meme if we CGI them blowing bubbles and scenes of Star Wars. There's no, no. context there. No. There's no okay. context. Okay, no bad ideas. Yeah. No no bad ideas. Guys. Don't take it if you don't have one. Just but keep going. One of the things that like, I was super excited about watching this trailer was um, we got a glimpse at some of like the new droids and stuff. And so what's really cool about this trailer, I think why we're seeing like the browns and the greys and stuff, mm -hmm. it's also, you know when you think of history, you think of the old sepia photos and I think they're kind of riffing off that with the colour palette that this is, you know, I can't remember, is it 100 years before? No, it's not 100 years before. So it's, it'll be so, 30, well, 33, 34, something yeah, like that. It's like, it's like in the past, it's history, yeah. the technology is slightly older. So we've seen like our first look at some of the droids, mm. like K2SO, which is this kind of completely grumpy old droid that's been reappropriated and kind of is slightly murderous. Well, he's like, under he's, control. he's hashtag no filter. He yeah. can't see, he has to say what he thinks. Yeah, because he used to belong to the- He's like, the, I would follow Kim, his Kim and Aggie. <laughs> he has to say what he thinks. It's amazing. He's like, yeah, because he used to belong to the Imperial Force and there's this amazing line in the trailer where he says to Jin, like, I will not kill you. And then like one. Is this funny, isn't it, when you get like little glances at a character like that and you're just like, I'm gonna love that character. Yeah, it's yeah. like when Completely. people first saw BB-8 and they were just like, yeah. think of the toys, like we're all gonna be in love with this yeah. little- It's always the droids, isn't it? R2-D2 was the same. We just yeah. fall in love with them. Did you see the clip of him at, they showed at uh, Star Wars Celebration? No. Where it's like Jin hands him her stuff because he's a droid. And he just looks, he just drops it on the floor and walks <laughs> off. It's really good. And he goes, no filter. Yeah. Boom. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> Do you think he's toy friendly? No, he's probably... Mm, he'll, he'll make a good action figure. Yeah. He's quite bulky. He's very grey and tall, isn't he? He-man he? type toy. He'll yeah. have guns. People will fall in love with his personality. 
the thing that's pull basically string toy, the on this string toy. I like. I think this trailer is quite cool. I'm generally interested in in this movie, but there's like the thing that's missing for me at the moment, and maybe this is purposeful. Is the whole core of the movie is there is a huge group of people working together, mm. and all of those films have moments where everyone meets and their attentions and they resolve them and that's really satisfying yeah. and I've seen nothing of that yet right. like, yeah. there's no element to me that screams like we're going to get to know a group like an ensemble yeah. that's going to mm. come together yeah. and fight like fight the power Do you, which I want if you're looking at it charitably you could suggest that they're trying to get as, keep as much of the film under wraps yeah, yeah. as possible but then that's the bit that doesn't matter plot wise mm. like why not show more of that I want to see where like because we see a little bit of Donnie Yen and Jiang Wen's characters kind of maybe in the transition period to yeah. joining but like Riz Ahmed's Bodhi Rook He's just there for one shot. Yeah, just peeks um, around, doesn't he? There's two aliens on the team. We know are going to be in it. Right. One of them's Warwick Davis. They're Chirrut and someone else. Baelish. I don't right. know what it's called. <laughs> and they've appeared once in all the trailers. Is and that it's a like, bad thing, though? But I want to know who they but are. But do you need to be sold on the film? A trailer is there to sell you I want to be sold film. on the ensemble. If I'm going to watch an ensemble piece, right. I want to know that those people... So you want a mini getting the gang together montage? I do. I want, like, a yeah. tiny... What I want is just remake the Suicide Squad <laughs> trailers with them, because they actually looked good at the time. I, I do know what you mean. It's like there's a lot of... Uh, showing you more of this world, showing more of the backstory and kind of what's going to happen in the film, but mm. there's not actually a, like a lot of moments spent explaining the characters and really who yeah. they are mm. and the reasoning behind it because it's kind of tough with a movie like this. You know what the ending is going to be because it sets up yeah, that's true. the prequels. Like, you well, know no, what's going to happen yeah. we, we know, to a certain degree. We know the, the, grand, the grander narrative, but we don't know the, the character narratives. Like, we don't know what, anything, where their conclusions are. And that's it. Like, so I, that's should a good feel, thing. Yeah. I should feel worried about those characters now, yeah. but I don't. Because I don't know who any of them are, and I it's, have no. It, this is tough, yeah. though, because at the end of the day, it's a trailer. It's yeah, a course, trailer for a movie, so it's like you can't expect I'm, a, yeah. a certain level. But it's a selling tool, and I'm not being sold. Mm. You flip. I was. The, you're being worried now. <laughs> I'm, on your, I'm on your team. But you're <laughs> still going to see it, though, Jay. Of course I am, because yeah. it's Star Wars. Yeah, really a lot of money. We're all going to see it. I'm probably all going to love it. I am well. super excited by the concept. It's yeah. just what I, my, my idea of what that concept is mm. is not being given to me, and I'm very angry. Only one minute thirty. For a trailer, <laughs> yeah, cool. So that's that, right? No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. I've heard Sky. of this game. Yes. How much have you put? A time have you put in now? About nine hours. Oh I my think. god! Yeah, yeah you are. It's a classic Dale drive. Oh yeah, straight on, straight through it. Yeah. Have you played yet? I haven't. No, you haven't played yet either. I've not had. time. I've literally every night this week. I've been getting back home about midnight. I'm just so popular. Yeah. I'm just so my social, social life events. has Priorities been are all over the place. There. Do you know what's really procedural generation? <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> my darling. I was really, I was really hoping we'd, that we'd get to go around and name the weirdest stuff we'd found, but you guys uh, haven't played it. I've I'm named sorry. some some stuff. Have you found? What's the weirdest thing you found? Blimey. Creature, world, what's uh, your favourite thing? Oh, I found a, a world that was essentially like 95% like ocean, it seemed like. And all the landmarks were underwater. What? And that was a pain in the ass. Like. That sounds brilliant. I've not even been underwater yet. Really? Oh, yeah. there's one last night I did where the landmark came up underwater, but it was um, relatively shallow, so I could just swim underneath and go yeah. in there. And there was a beacon inside it. But I found one where the, all the icons are popping up and they're all underwater so deep that I've got no chance of getting down there and surviving. So Weird. I guess I have to upgrade my oxygen or That's something. That's cool. That, that, was, that was a bit of a strange thing. I found a lot of weird creatures, but none of them that I can uh, describe in great detail because they're all a bit bizarre. All right, let me, lay, <laughs> let me lay this one on the table. I got stranded on a planet, right? Yeah. So I found, um, I landed and I found a transmission that led to a distress signal yeah. from a crash ship. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you can take that crash ship yeah. if you want for free. And like, new ships are hard to come by unless you've got, you've got tons of money. i by the way. Yeah, Go well, on. yeah. Um, but to swap out, you can't take any of, you can take your materials and stuff from your old ship, but you can't take the pieces, like the major yeah. bits of technology out of it. So to take this ship, which I really wanted, I had to stay on this planet and rebuild it. Like mm. I had to build the engine again. Yeah. I had to get all the stuff to be, all the plutonium and stuff I needed to launch it and all of this stuff to get out of the atmosphere. So I was stuck on this planet for like an hour and I was actually really excited. I was like, this is, this is cool. Like I'm yeah. stranded on a planet and I have to make do. Yeah. What is on this planet are herds of like 20 foot long flying centipedes. Jesus. Right? 
like dozens of them. <laughs> and I do not like centipedes. <laughs> it was <laughs> fucking horrible. Like the landscape is just dotted with these creepy fucking oh, multi-legged crazy. eels flying over me. I'd constantly go picking something up and the like the sun would be blotted out as one of them flies over my <laughs> head and casts this gross shadow over me. Like I put a, if you look on my Twitter feed, I've got a short video of what they look like in oh, the air. Oh, wow. Did they come in Absol- peace? Or were they, they were fine, yeah. They wouldn't attack me. Oh, that's nice. What were the conditions God. of the planet? It was just like, um, it was sort of arid. Like no, but I mean, like the weather planet. conditions. It was, yeah, it was basically like hot and sunny. I was in one last night where it's nonstop storms. Yeah. And when you're in out in the storm, you're getting, yeah, your, your life support is getting damaged. Yeah. And I wanted to get to places. Like, I didn't want to have to fly around everywhere because you burn up a lot of fuel when you yeah. do that. And then I was constantly getting caught in storms. So I had to go and find shelter in places. That was kind of bizarre. But There is something quite nice. Like, I know there's a lot of, problems people have with the game at the moment we're not even talking about the game really but like a lot of people have problems with the fact that the game doesn't offer you a huge amount to do like straight up go go here here's a thing like here's some stuff you can do with it but Mm. the best moments I've had with it are those moments where I'm just walking around a planet and getting caught in situations and having to deal with them and that like Mm. organic thinking around that Mm. like there was one bit where I was caught in storms and I just got a grenade launcher and I was like I'm just going to die in this storm and then realise that what I could do is like smash grenades into the floor and create a tunnel yeah. and just hide in it until the storm was over and That's I was like amazing. this is brilliant That's what a cool amazing. thing the tunnel networks are always amazing as well you know you'll see them I've seen a few where they've got so many like glowing items down there mm. and stuff and you can go down it's like a whole new other world down there as yeah. well what um, just going back to the bit with the ship I found a couple now of, of derelict ships that mm-hmm. I can build up um, I've got such a massive problem with that because I really wanted those ships. I got so much more slots, but I didn't have anywhere near the materials to fix them up. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll fly to the space station. I can buy some more materials, trade some stuff, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll come back. Fly up there, come back. I had no chance of finding that thing yeah, ever again. Yeah, it's just stuck. You, you can't leave a waypoint. You can't leave you can't waypoints leave any marks or markers or, no. or anything like that. It sets markers for you if you're aiming for something. And yeah. you can scan in space for undiscovered stuff. Yeah. But if you've already visited there, you'd have to land on these planets it's so like you know they are full size planets yeah, so yeah, like you have to land at the right part of the atmosphere um, God. The amaz- amazingly like one of the original patch notes in the day one thing was that I think they slowed down planet rotation because right. it was becoming so confusing to players that these planets oh, were oh, moving Jesus, at a realistic yeah. rate because you, you could fly off yeah try and get somewhere and you were just going with the rotation of the air <laughs> just being like what is this how am I meant to I, move because it has that, that great thing when you see a target in the distance and it will say time to approach depending on what speed you're going and do you do what I do is go into the atmosphere then yeah. hit my pulse drive fly over the curvature yeah. of the planet and then come down just yeah. to cut your time and exactly yeah you're like what 56 seconds <laughs> no <Yeah. laughs> engage yeah. pulse drive yeah it's good are you, uh, are you naming everything Mm, I'm naming all my planets right and all my systems so you get more credits is it credits the currency? I do you get more I, th- I read somewhere when I first did it it said you get 1,000 for submitting a name and 7,000 if you rename oh or okay I didn't realise that so I was so you like, can rename people's planets you no, can rename you planets. only discoveries. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you find a planet, you can rename yeah. it. Yeah. But so I've most got, planets you find, well, you would discover. So I've well. got a system called Some Rappers. There's right. Chance the Rapper. <laughs> uh, there's Old Dirty B Word. Um, and then I've got, uh, there was a planet and its moon, which I called Fat Man Scoop and Crooklyn Club. Nice. Which nice. I really like. So I started off down that path, naming all sorts of crazy things. You do just get bored of names. Names on after my girlfriends and things like which that. I, just... I genuinely think it's the most romantic gaming thing I've <laughs> I, ever I was heard. just trying to get her into the game. It was a planet made of poison. <laughs> yeah. It actually was a barren land. <laughs> like her heart. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Minus degrees for the ice queen. <laughs> After a while, I got bored of typing all these things in, but I still want the the credits. So mm. what I decided to do was hit one letter on the type Island. and let PlayStation like auto fill the words. That's actually oh, quite that's cool. A cool. So I've got idea. a bunch. I wrote. I thought this is this is some of these are quite silly. So I thought I'd write a bunch down. I read let's them out it. for it. It's a bit hit and miss. So <laughs> let's, let's see what we got. No bad ideas, as I established earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, Git from experience. <laughs> Git from got, experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of these. Give you a clue of what sort of things I write. I was on about PSN to say, this is, well. this is yeah. an insight into uh, my Hello, everyone from hell. <laughs> <laughs> <That's really nice. laughs> We've got Ledonk and Score from Ease. Now, that's because I've obviously what? wrote Ledonk and Scorsese at some point in PSN. <laughs> what? Do Who you know are that? you writing to? Why are we I don't remember. I've got Boom with Credit. 
Yeah, it's not that good, that one. Boom, I got, uh, my first one, my first ever planet, it was a rubbish planet, so I called it Trash System. I really like that yeah. name. That sounds like a good uh, That's one. something you would say about someone. Yeah, You're a trash. goddamn trash system. <laughs> I call people garbage men and garbage yeah. trash a yeah. lot. I got Poison Git. <laughs> so many kids. <laughs> yeah. X-ray to taste. It's quite good. Okay. Yeah. I got video with credit. Uh, Xerox at all times. Xerox. <laughs> These all sound like indie movies. Yeah. They actually do. And my last one, probably my favourite one, is Zambia pending. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's all falls through, start a band. You've got your band yeah. name. Zambia, Zambia pending. Zambia pending. Hot album coming out next year. Get from hell. Yeah. Glastonbury. <laughs> X-ray to taste. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right, you haven't played. I have, You're not no, interested. No, no, no. That's that's. See, when I hear stories like this, that's what really gets me interested in the mm. game. Like mm. hearing about different people's experiences and what they've had to go through. Because as a concept, I find it astonishing. It's, yeah. it's incredible. As a game, I'm slightly less interested. Yeah. I just, I still don't think that in three weeks people are going to be playing this. There's a very I, good potential of that. I, I think, think there's yeah, going to be yeah. a very steep drop-off rate, which that's, that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Yeah. Like you can have a game that you, Ratchet and Clank, for example, fantastic game. Yeah. We beat it. You beat it like twice. Yeah, blitzed uh, it. Yeah. I don't go back to it, but it was a great game. Mm. And no Man's Sky, I just yeah. think is is going to be that thing, which is kind of you know disappointing because of the scope of it and yeah. the, the scale of it to just you know drop off so quickly. Uh, yeah, for the majority, I agree. However. This feels so much like Minecraft to me, obviously without the building aspects yeah. of it. And Minecraft was a game that I played for a, like a year straight. It was always my second game. It was my game, whatever. I was playing someone else at the time, yeah. then I'd go back for Minecraft for it's a little so bit. It's so easy to just turn on, yeah. find a planet, look around a bit, yeah. document some weird animals yeah. and then turn and off. There, like, there, I actually quite like that. There is a drive. Like The main drive for me is building warp cells right now so I can go to another galaxy. Well, well that's it. Yeah. Yeah, there's always something to do. But like, So for example, um, our reviewer, uh, Dan Stapleton, was talking about his experience with it. And I think he's on like day four of playing it now mm. and he was saying you know he'd be on planets collecting minerals to upgrade his ship then at one point you like hit a black hole and leapt 500 light years to another galaxy and when he got to that galaxy it was more planets to go down and land and yeah. farm it's, for minerals it's upgrade. kind of it's rinse like, and repeat to yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm quite disappointed with the space stations because there's a space station in every galaxy or system whatever you want to call it and they're like identical except mm. for what aliens in them that's it yeah. every single time they are bang on identical and actually lots of the buildings that you find on planets look yes, identical as well and have identical yeah. layouts yeah. like hacks there are, there are lazy <laughs> there are actual lazy serious problems I think with No Man's Sky as it is um, I think inventory management is absolutely yes. terrible like for a game that constantly wants you to be collecting things the difficulty there is in managing all of that is just it's awful quite, it's very frustrating as yeah, well at it, times and I get that they want you to be like having to throw precious stuff yeah. away but it just feels like they're punishing you yeah. for interacting with it but that lot. was Minecraft though as well a lot of Minecraft's game was you know stocking up if you played it in like, survival mm. mode was stocking up your inventory and you'd have to discard things to make room for other things but then I don't feel like it I don't feel like it has the same level of stuff because everything you can get in Minecraft has a function. Yeah. Whereas there's stuff I've got in this that I'm almost sure is just there to be sold. Yes, absolutely. There's loads. All the green symbol ones, yeah. isn't it? Things that, you know, an, a relic from somebody's race. Yeah. And you just, you're just. But I was carrying some of that yeah. around for ages because I met a race of like weird electronic dudes who all look like Daft Punk robots. I've met them. I've met them. They're yeah. cool. And. Then I started, like, later, after I'd left their system, I kept finding these things called fascination beads, mm. and it says they're used to power... Um, they're used <laughs> that to, sounds so, like, sounds like something world in and yeah. Yeah. Fascination you beads. Some fascination beads? It really <laughs> calms your flow. <laughs> but it turns out, like, it says in the, in the description, like, uh, these power an electronic race, and mm. they're really valuable to them. And I was like, oh, cool, maybe yeah. this will interact with a quest. Like, I'll go to them, and they'll need them to be powered up and stuff. It's like... No, never needed them. Yeah. Just, I could have sold all of these things. And you can't stack them. So I had like four of them. That is frustrating that you can't stack. Like, the, mm. is it the carbite sheet? Carbite yep. sheet? Them. Why can't you stack them? That yeah. is so furious. So if you're selling them, do you have to do them one, like, one by one? Yep. That yeah. kind of stuff drives me crazy in games. Yeah. It's like, because... You're, you're developing this game. You've played games. You're playing your game. You should know when, like, a tedious... It's similar to... Like, the most recent one I had was um, Pokemon Go. Yeah. And mm. they have fixed it. But in the original uh, download, every time you wanted to transfer oh a Pokemon, God. it was you had to yeah. click a Pokemon, and it was right, the very yeah, yeah. last option. Yeah. It's like, that's Trigger the thing Pokemon. people are doing Trying to load that map. The so map. you'd be yeah. pressing it, and then you'd just click the map, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, just you should know these things. Yeah, like, stacking items and things is crazy. Yeah, there's mm. so, like... 
but it strikes me as in the same way they actually the Witcher had real problems <coughs> with the same kind of stuff like yeah. its inventory management was horrible like really tedious things yeah. were crap about it whereas mm. the game itself was sort of astounding which and it, I feel very similar about this right, yeah. and they're already saying we've got more content updates coming out we're listening to feedback yeah. we're going to change stuff so I feel yes maybe people will be done with it in three weeks but then in two months yeah. they might have added enough because they're act they're talking about adding base building wow. like That'd being be able amazing. to build yeah. space stations like actual huge features right. that, uh, piloting freighters as well wow like, I also I, th I think that this is going to sit really strong building off your Minecraft points mm. kind of teenagers and kids who are the Minecraft generation who that's the kind of game that they've been raised on who mm. have loads of time on their hands like this is their absolute perfect game like, I think they will sink loads of time into it and like No Man's Sky is kind of symptomatic of the sort of games and now just starting to be made like, I think it was it was announced in 2013 Minecraft came out in 2011 and since kind of Minecraft set the kind of bar of, of those kind of games we've had DayZ Terraria like all these kind of open games where unlike in Ratchet and Clank or kind of Call of Duty where you've got this really set narrative where you're funneled down this set path it's this idea of exploration and creating your own narrative, but more so than Mass Effect, because in Mass Effect, when you play a Mass Effect game, you think you have all this kind of player choice, but the weight of game design is still oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, you can see the blood, sweat, and tears of the different kind of tree paths, dialogue paths that like mm. some poor developer has coded in. Whereas in this, you have an entire universe at your disposal, and that's you've got the blank page syndrome of where the hell do I go? That's utterly terrifying, yeah. but also. That's really exciting. And then, but then we come down to the technicality and the specifics of it, of where we're talking about the inventory and mm. all the problems that come with it. And those are teething issues that I think will totally be solved and the game will still be around and more. people will still be playing it and there'll just be updates. Yeah, I, and I, I do agree. And I think the more major features they add, the more people will be satisfied mm. with just tooling around with it. Yeah. I think half of its problem, like you say, it was announced so long ago that at this point, uh, like when it was announced, uh, survival as a genre was still in its sort of infancy. Like that idea of resource management and having to battle against the elements and like yeah. constant different meters going yeah. down and having to satisfy all these things. That was all quite new and quite exciting. Like Minecraft was doing it. Daisy, the beta came out and people were going mad for that mm. kind of stuff. At this point, that is like the number one genre on Steam. It's huge in early access. All these these kids with all the free time that yeah. we don't have that we were yeah. talking about have all played all survival games yeah. forever. The problem No Man's Sky has is that it has to do more than just be that game with an infinite yeah, universe yeah. or near infinite universe, mm. which is kind of difficult. It's, mm. it's interesting. I still think the actual core gameplay loop of that game, the, the idea of being to fly onto a planet get up, fly off, go into space, fly to another planet with no loading screens, anything like that. It's just such, like, every time it makes, well, feels me... There excited. are loading screens. It's right. just they look really pretty because you're yeah. in hyperspace. Yeah, they, they, and they're also popping in those sections. Oh, my God, There's a lot of popping mm. on there. But it's it still feels like a, such a cool experience. And as such a space sci-fi nerd, yeah. my yeah. dad, it still, like, brings me great joy. And I, my dad is not into games at all, but this, he's such a, like, space fan yeah. that I feel like he's going to love it so I can't wait to show it to yeah, him. Yeah, and like that's that's what I think is the the complete kind of niche that this game is carving out in the most space games that we play on consoles and PC. They're kind of built off of Star Wars and Star Trek and that kind of big, you know, mass effect. It's all about like federations and big like overarching narratives and, you know, whereas this no Man's Sky seems to be more riffing off of the dystopian sci-fi movies that we saw in like the 70s and stuff. Or I like think it's dystopian. I think no, it's really optimistic. No, no, yeah. in the sense of not dystopian in like, the, but in the sense that space is this big vacuum. It's like mm. 2001 Space Odyssey-esque where yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's focusing on the mysticism of space mm. and, the, and the kind of that exploration aspect, but also kind of like the fear of it in, yeah. in a way like you can feel really lonely like think like you know alien like the you know mm. that's idea of you you know in space no one can hear you scream like that's you are literally I, you're stranded on this planet by yourself like, that's what um <clears throat> what dan was saying about his first experience he like because you start on like a random planet yeah he was saying he started the game and it was like uh, raining acid. There was these little mushroom people running around, and he had to just hide under a rock for like five minutes. And he was like, well, "This 
That's brilliant. I can say nature crew <laughs> That is Top brilliant. I love that because my first planet was completely different to that yeah. as well. I just, I, oh man, every planet is exciting for me to see what's there. And I don't think, I can't see myself getting bored of it anytime soon. But I can understand how the majority of people, like you said, would dip off after a while. Yeah. Did you, have you, just another random thought. Have you done like, you know, you get the beacon puzzles where it's like a, it's like a beacon. You go down and then there'll be, you have to shoot the door usually yeah okay and then you go in and then there'll be a machine and then you've got yes. to solve a puzzle yeah is that puzzle the same puzzle every time no i've had a few different puzzles i've had the numbers one have you seen the number sequence i've had several different number sequences i've had the same friend. number sequence like five times really now. and i was like well i know the answer straight away i had one that was based on how much of the language i'd learned of the people right yeah were running the base, them, yeah. which i really liked i like, love the the idea of learning the language as well learning the words and then you can try and decipher what they're saying when you know certain words and so their phrases the weirdest thing is have any of you played a mobile game called Out There? No. It's like a story-based survival version of FTL. It's like right. flying from system to system trying to get to a final point. Yeah. Um, and it is so similar to No Man's Sky in so many ways, really? except like a lo-fi version. Yeah. It's crazy how close they are. Um, it's got learning language in exactly the same way, yeah. trading, inventory management, even down to the problems with infantry management, swapping ships, everything Blimey. is basically the same. But it's written by this mad French studio. <laughs> and the story amazing. is completely crazy like <laughs> there are planets made of caramel and stuff and oh there's like oh my god actual, I want to go uh, there it's, it's, it's not like silly stuff it's like scientifically this makes sense like right. all of these elements combined <laughs> and heated up to make a caramel planet it's incredible it's well worth playing and as a supplementary point they've just released a story based choose your own adventure game called Out There Chronicles which is genuinely one of the most fascinating story games I've played for maybe years nice check this so out so well it's like three hours it gets what was it called? Mad Out There Chronicles. Out there it's just Chronicles. the first episode at the moment. It's like two quid. So is worth it, it. Only on iOS is it Android as well. I don't know. I think oh. it's both. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Right, I've got a quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that when Joe was making this just before the podcast, I sit next to him and he was like covering. Don't yeah, look at me. Don't. don't look at this. Right. So last week, um, <laughs> one of the bits of feedback was they miss it when keyword countdown isn't on, hmm. and we can't do keyword countdown. Because no, Gab is the question yeah. master. Um, those crazy keywords are pretty hard to wrangle. I do bloody love the jingle. Um, yeah, it is good. But they wanted like a quiz, quizzy thing every week. So yeah. this is my first attempt at doing this. Ooh, quizzy right. thing. That's the name of it. Right. Who's been watching Robot Wars? Oh, oh God, God, no, not me. I didn't even think I watched Robot Wars in the original. Holy shit, it's so I've good. I mean, I've seen it. The new, the new series of Robot Wars, I went in going like, oh, it's going to be yeah. really crap. It is, but for all the right reasons. Okay. It still feels as shit as it always it, did Oh, it was going to be like the reboot of Gladiators. Like, oh, bad. No, it's so good. It's exactly the same, right down to the fact that everyone is really like nerdy no one can do an interview no one wants to be on camera the robots keep breaking down it's the most British program yeah. of all time that's what I was like, going to say Joe how far have we come in all these years almost how far have the robots yeah. like everything's like a little bit stronger but all the mechanics still break down constantly nice. it's brilliant it. it's so it. much fun do you think in the future we're going to have like the robot wars will just be like like giant robots like knife fighting each other like it'll be like really <laughs> like that crab in the video like real steel <laughs> yeah. Um, yes like, I oh absolutely. did you guys ever watch Robot Wars what it's like what? TV show oh I thought you meant the Robot Wars <laughs> the Wars <laughs> are yeah the dark side yeah. <laughs> right connected question how many of you know what sludge metal is a robot? Oh, the genre of music known as what sludge metal. What is the theme of this okay. music? Yeah. Sludge metal, sometimes referred to simply as sludge, is an extreme genre of music that melds elements of doom metal and hardcore punk, sometimes southern rock. Doom sludge metal? metal. That's, a, that's what? <laughs> sludge metal is typically harsh and abrasive, often featuring shouted or screamed vocals, heavily distorted instruments, and sharply contrasting this sounds tempos. Like some, sounds like metal. Some sort yeah. of mineral yeah. that you've been mining, procedurally generated in No Man's Sky. Sludge metal. This doom quiz metal. is, can you guess which is a sludge metal band out of Ooh. this list of Robot Wars robots? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they have surprisingly similar themes on names. Okay, so what? All so right. what's the answers we're doing here? Okay, what? so you get three names. Okay. Two of them are Robot Wars char okay. uh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> robots. Dara O'Brien! Um, two of them are Robot Wars robots, and one of them is a real sludge metal band. Okay, and we're working as You're, a team or against each other? Whatever you like, I don't care. Against. Ooh. Against. You're going down. Okay. Okay. Um, what, so what, you what, what, we confused. can only have one guess well, either yeah, way, exactly. so we have to work together. Let's work together. Uh, all right, work yeah. together. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> I'll 
lower myself to you peasants then, <laughs> fine, yeah. Question one. Okay. Which one of these is a sludge metal band? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Crushtation. <laughs> Becapitator. Or Iron Monkey. Becapitator. I think Becapitator has got to be the robot. Uh, I missed the other one. I was laughing too hard. Iron Monkey. Iron Monkey. Iron no, monkey. I, you wouldn't call your robot Iron Monkey. Don't you don't know, know these people. Well, yeah. You haven't seen you the rest of this <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, man. Bear in mind, these are what people the that build robots. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first one again? Uh, Crushtation. I think that's I the really sludge like that. metal band. No. No, I think the second one could be the sludge metal you, band. No, yeah, what was the second one? Decapitator. I Actually, think, no, I think that's, that's a robot. That's a robot. Because that's, 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 yeah, it's like, er, it's like an action, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the first one, let's go first yeah, one. Yeah, first one. Crushtation. Crushtation. Is a robot. Iron Monkey is a sludge metal band. Iron Whoa. Monkey is a sludge band? What are you doing, Iron Monkey? Are trying to riff off of Iron Maiden just because they've got a word that begins with M? I don't know. Just change By it. The way, Titanium Maiden. Even better. Before anyone questions me, this comes from a list of Robot Wars robots on the in- on Wikipedia and a list of sludge metal bands on Wikipedia. If Wikipedia anyone quest- is says, never wrong. It's not sludge metal. <laughs> it's crust punk. I'll- I don't care. <laughs> Tell it to Iron Monkey. Question two. Electric Wizard, Bulldog Breed, or Jackson Wallop? Dude, Electric Jackson Wizard Wallop is like the would- coolest combination of words I've Jackson heard Wallop so has got to be a robot. Jackson Wallop. Um... I don't think electric, well, electric. That's what robots are. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe that is a robot. <laughs> you got the same again. You got electric same again. wizard. Okay. Bulldog breed or Jackson Wallop. Bulldog breed, right? That's a band. Yeah, that, you have that's to imagine what I Craig Charles saying that. <laughs> My instincts went to bulldog breed. We are a bulldog breed. Do you agree? <laughs> what, I'm what, so what? confused. <laughs> Do you agree that bulldog breed sounds like the band? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're a band that I'd never go and see their music. <laughs> that's not the question. Yeah, that's not <laughs> what Oh, you're about. a fan of Bulldog Breed. Name five of their first songs. Uh, name it. Who let the dogs out? Uh, <laughs> We're going for Bulldog Breed We're as going, a sludge yes. metal band. Incorrect, it's Electric Wizard. Oh, for God, God. I'm so glad this quiz is working as I thought it would. Sorry, I need to download some Electric Wizard. <laughs> I wonder if they're on Amazon Music. Question... Three, Buzz Oven, <laughs> Body Hammer, or Psycho Sprout? Psycho Sprout? That's like the most messed up Pokemon ever. Its mother abandoned it in the egg. What was the second one? Body Hammer. Body Hammer. Body Hammer. That sounds so like really... a Lynx spray. <laughs> I think that's the band. It does, doesn't it? Body Hammer. Actually, no, Your arm know. falls off. Yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have Africa? Just body hammer. Yeah, <laughs> we can't. We can't move it. Um, Buzz uh, oven, body hammer, psycho sprout. I think one. psycho sprout could be it because it's so off the wall. Let's face that. They all could be banned <laughs> at this point. We're like, we're just taking a wild stab in the dark. And they might be riffing off of like a psycho killer. Just to say, sprout, 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 sprout. sprout, sprout, sprout. <laughs> That's almost certainly what they sound like as well. Uh, I I have no idea with this one. So. Alicia, you guess. Can I? I'm going to say Psycho Sprout. Incorrect. It's Buzz Oven. Oh, my God. None of us are right. Buzz Oven is a real band. I'd love it if if you are one of these bands that we're talking about. Please (laughs) write in to the UK podcast with a sample of your music. I've uh, I've already loaded up an Electric electric Wizard wizard. track, so we can have a little listening party right after the quiz is done. Press play right now. i I got to tell you. No, no, no. Because you might hear another band that you want to listen to. They're all friends. This round is for slightly weaker sounding ones, but there's still a sludge metal band in here. Okay. You bank the mouse. What? Wait. Eubank the mouse. But is that Eubank like Chris Eubank? Like or is it Eubank like I thought Chris you were just banking a mouse. <laughs> Harvey Milk. <laughs> or Flirty Skirty. <laughs> <laughs> flirty Skirty is a robot. It better be a robot. I, I will not listen flirty to Flirty Skirty. Skirty. I think Chris Eubank the mouse is the, the band. You think so? I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that one, please be, be that yeah. one. Incorrect. It's Harvey Milk. No! Oh, God damn it! Eubank the mouse. <laughs> Did you is, cut- like, it's from the first series of Robot Wars, the one presented by Jeremy Clarkson, right. where they were all shit, <laughs> right? You Bank the Mouse was just a pyramid on wheels. I don't know what it what? did. It was just a big pyramid on wheels with a little flag on top. <laughs> and it got annihilated so every time, right? Well, I guess so. I don't yeah. know. I looked it up. Are you making the third one up? So no, they're all, you, okay, they're all so real. So Flirty Skirty is Flirty real. Skirty was a robot. 
No. That, that sounds amazing. like it could be a robot. It has yeah. probably like a skirty yeah, board. Just, I like how your voice changed on that one as well. Before you, you were like body hammer, but yeah. for that round. Well, now we're back. Yeah, now we're back. Oh, blimey, there's more. I've got loads. <laughs> God, how long this is this going on for? Ten questions. <laughs> Do you have to be anywhere? You've done five. <laughs> Super joint ritual. Demolition demon. Terminal ferocity. Oh, God. <laughs> Demolition Demon. What was the first they all one? sound like bands. Super Joint Ritual. Super Joint Ritual is the band. No, that's a robot with a super joint that can like just wreck things. Like, <laughs> oh, that's sort of joint. I wonder what sort of joint you were implying to then. Oh, hey. right. Yeah. One track mind down. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> super Joint Ritual, Demolition Demon, or Terminal Ferocity. That'll be a real point in scientific. Achievements when we Robots discover how we can weed. get a robot high. <laughs> he like doesn't know what he is. He's I'm just, just imagining. Like, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Did you ever think about what it is to be? Maybe that's why BB-8 has that little thing, like the light that comes out. Oh, nice. That's a meme. That is a meme. <laughs> how is a BB-8 bong with built-in lighter not already a thing? It just makes sense. How is this not like a James Franco Seth Rogen movie yet? Like they find a robot and get it high. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the concept. Boom. 20 million. Guaranteed. To the stars, baby. 20 million. 20 million. I don't know about success, man. 20 million. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Big time. Uh, I, I don't know this one. They all sound like bands to me. Yeah. Um, can, you, can I hear one more Super time? Joint Ritual, Demolition Demon, Terminal Ferocity. Super Joint okay, Ritual. Terminal Ferocity. That sounds like a band I've actually heard terminal of. Terminal Ferocity. Incorrect. It was Super Joint Ritual. I was right. This is you weren't right. You said Terminal <laughs> Ferocity. No, no, that's how I got onto the high robots. <laughs> this one's good. <laughs> Vector of Armageddon, Shadow of Napalm, or Corrosion of Conformity. Corrosion of, of Conformity. Oh they God. are 16. They are 16 years old. <laughs> All of these sound like things yeah. a kid with dyed black hair writes on the yeah. back of my yeah. notebook. Oh, yeah. totally. An emo kid, non-conforming as can be. Oh, Vector man. of Armageddon, Shadow of Napalm. Corrosion of conformity. Well, it's definitely C. You wouldn't call your robot corrosion of conformity. Well, I would as not corrosion metal. Mom, I'm listening to conformity <laughs> or napalm. Shadow of napalm. I don't think it would be a flamethrowing robot, would it? You're not allowed flamethrowers. Well, they- Doom. Oh, I've yeah, got it. We've napalm got it. It's B. It's corrosion of conformity. Oh, <laughs> I'm terrible at this. I'm out. I'm out. You guys, you have this. You have this. Got, Lizzie, we actually, you haven't got a single one wrong. I just listen because I've been wrong every single Sludge time. Sludge is so painful. I'm trying to put too much logic in this. Miko Dinoche, Attila the Drum, or Brutus Maximus. <laughs> the first one's a band. Miko Dinoche. Attila the Drum, or Brutus Maximus. Uh, Brutus Maximus is definitely a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what the first one's referencing. Nico Dinoche. That's just that's just consonants and vowels that's strung a, together. That's, that's a procedurally that's generated band. name. That sounds too fancy though for it. I'm getting know because it'll. You're I'll thinking about one, it too much. Well. That's yeah. the band. Okay, B. B is the band. What B? No, yeah. really, no, no, no. He said it. It's, it's A. That's drum. A. That's A. That's A. a. Oh, A. Yeah. You're correct. It is Miko Dinoche. Yes. Yay! I was so happy when you nearly went for Attila the drum. We can't oh, no. lose everyone. I've accidentally included one of the existing robots on here, so this is just a two-part. You can get another point Ooh, easily. Okay. Is it crowbar or the Parthian shot? Oh. What does any of this mean? I don't know. The Parthian what? shot. Oh God. Uh, uh, crowbar. No, crowbar's got to be a robot, right? Wow, well, you'd think. With a crowbar. Maybe that's the trick. Maybe it's the other one. Yeah, but Parthian shot, it's its not. That's nothing. It doesn't fit onto a tiny iPod screen, like when they're trying to listen to your music. There's longer band names than that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Panic at the Disco. <laughs> that's the first one you think of. <laughs> they have the longest. No, actually. They don't. No, they don't. It's Fallout Boy who has the most ridiculously long names. I, well, I was like, that's three Fallout words. Boys? But Fallout I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're losing track. We're crowbar. Losing track. Or the Parthian shot. Crowbar. Correct, that is the yes. band. What? That's two. That's what I, I said crowbar as well. But I said it louder. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you your mascot. I'll just be your mascot. Killy Cranky. Malfunction, but funk is like... Yeah, okay. Malfunction. <laughs> funk is in... Or Noothgrush. I don't know. What, that sounds like a pun on toothbrush, is it? I guess. <laughs> Why the fuck do you think I know? I don't know. Killy well, Cranky, Malfunction. Something, something. <laughs> it's a something on toothbrush. Or Noothgrush. Um, 
Noof I, I know Killy Cranky was almost definitely a robot. I kind of recognize that. I'm Dude. sure I recognize that from the original series. Uh, so well, I thought that I had listened to Terminal Velocity, and that was wrong. <laughs> so, Terminal Ferocity. Sorry, please. Ferocity. That's uh, why I got it wrong. Velocity, it would, the velocity would be the terrible. Last one. <laughs> Toothbrush. Noothbrush. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Three for three in the last three. Because I stopped my, answering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some of my favorite names for the final one. Chronic the Wedgehog. <laughs> See where the inspiration came from? High on fire. <coughs> or Hardvark. Hardvark. Hardvark is definitely a robot. That is a, a great name for a robot as well. Yeah. yeah. Or like a porn star. Chronic the Wedgehog. <laughs> the Hardvark. Oh, yeah. Just imagine that penis. <laughs> Oh, you should have you should have done uh, are these fuck. are these robots or porn stars? I nearly did, yeah. but it wasn't close enough. So sl right. sludge metal it was. Uh, Chronic yeah. the Wedgehog, High on Fire, or Hardvark. High on Fire, yeah. the band. I agree, High That's on Fire. That's probably not actually. So? No, it's probably not. High on Fire. It is high on fire. Oh. Yeah. yeah! You really picked it up. Yeah, we got the last four. Boom! Boom. I like really ran out of sludge metal bands, <laughs> so high on fire had to go in, but I just wanted to get Chronic, the Wedgehog, and Hardvark nice. in there. Nice. So there you go, that's robots or sludge well metal. Uh, did you keep track of points? Do we know, do we I think you got four. Validate us! Yeah. Validate us! I mean, still not good enough, not passing grade. Oh. oh yeah, let's listen to Electric Wizard. There's only a couple ways you can get out. This is just them talking. What is that? Oh, right. it's quite sludgy. Yeah, I actually. I get it. I, it's, it feels like you're trudging underwater. Mm. You're like, Ugh. it's hold, a sludge. Hold it into the center. Yeah. I can't tell if that's a man. Oh god, that's oh, blowing your speakers out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Let's just give a bit. That studio engineer needs to be sacked. <laughs> He cannot mix. I do want to point out, though. The, What's that song called? The name of this album is called Dope Throne. <laughs> and the artwork is looks like the devil smoking a bong. Yeah, they really seem to be into, uh, like, low-grade drugs in sludge metal. There was one that I didn't include. There was a band called Weed Eater. Oh, Who eats the weed? Come on. Um, yeah. So that's sludge metal. Imagine if you're in that band and you just randomly start podcast, and then one yeah. day you just hear. Guys, we're talking about us. We're talking about this. Ah, look at these oh. little wizards. <laughs> and they're not saying. Look at these little wizards. Yeah, they're not saying great things. Corrosion of contrast. Oh, wizards <laughs> just crying into their soft pillows. Uh, Feedback number uh, one. Oh, Rory, that's me. Uh, this is from Tyler Downey. Hi, Tyler. His email, in cheery fashion, has a subject line: "Does hype ruin everything?" <laughs> Uh, hey guys, there are a few things that are coming out or came out this month that I fear being ruined by hype. Uh, you guys talked about Suicide Squad last week and No Man's Sky comes out this week. Mm. These are both things that have been super hyped and one fell flat and the other could as well. Can you think of something that was ruined by hype slash lived up to the hype uh, in this month's or years of hype or is months <laughs> of years? Words. One no! we, we get the gist, we get the gist. Or is this months or years of hype hurting media rather than helping. That was like a tongue twister at the end. <laughs> Hype hunting media helping. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Also, he'd like to play Overwatch with us sometime. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, we seem like fun to play with. We've been trying to organize, trying to organize, to organize that. that. Yeah, we have been trying to organize yeah. that, and it's not been going well. Pull your thumb out, Dale. It's because social life is just exactly. so oh, oh, Somebody's oh, always oh. got someone on every night, yeah. but we will find time after Gamescom. I'm so, just yeah. like, guys, sorry, I'm listening to Dope Throne again. Electric Wizards are in town at the Electric Ballroom, so I gotta go to that. That's a really good question. Well, we kind of already talked about it. We talked about it with Suicide Squad. We've already talked about it with No Man's Sky. Was there hype? for Suicide exactly Squad? Exactly my yeah, thought as well. No, there totally was, there was there massive was. hype for Suicide Squad. And it's hype as much as there is for any superhero film that comes yeah. out during the summer. I, like, I didn't think it was yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was particularly special hype for Suicide no. Squad. It just felt like, you know, another AAA film. I'll tell you what lived up to hype. Star Wars Episode 7. It did. That's like yeah. the mo that's like yeah. 40 years of hype. And that's, yeah, that's a great that's testimony a to it because I feel like a lot of people, it's in the same boat as when like a bad sequel comes out mm. and people go, that just ruined the trilogy. And it's like, no, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. Mm. It's like, you can have too many trailers. That's not going to affect what the movie's like. Mm. Yeah. It's not going to affect like how good of a movie it is. And I think it's mm. the exact same boat. Like, Suicide Squad was very overexposed when it came to trailers and previews. But if that had been a really good movie, it still would have been a really good movie. That's like, true. It wouldn't yeah. have ruined yeah. an experience. I think because of our industry and because of the part of... Well, not our industry, sorry. 
partly because of our industry, um, because of the film industry and particularly the film industry that our kind of collective interest is, you know, superheroes and this hmm. media machine it's become, it's become really easy to forget that trailers aren't made by filmmakers. Yeah. yeah. yeah because they're definitely. such a part of the film now. Like, building up to a film is as much a thing as the film of course, yeah. is. Like, it's a business. Mm. You, you can forget that, like, it's not their decision to release those things in those orders in with that music. Like, mm. so yeah. you just kind of go, yeah, it's it's really easy to come in and go, I've seen all these trailers, I've seen everything in this movie, and it's, yeah. it's someone else's fault. Mm. I guess yeah. ultimately as well, like, you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Like, you can be... Um, like oblivious to what's going on Absolutely. beforehand. I mean, it obviously can be difficult with like social media these days, but you can still just, if you want to be totally surprised going mm. in, you don't have to watch a trailer. It's very easy to not press play on those videos. Mm. Yeah. The th- I would have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The thing I find really interesting, particularly with No Man's Sky, <coughs> is the hype for that game is entirely user-generated because they revealed so little of that game. Mm. Yeah. Like, actually, we knew almost nothing about it until about three or four weeks yeah. before yeah. the game came out. It, like... The hype that it created is not like any of these other films. It's not being missold. It just no. wasn't sold. So everyone yeah. went, it's this thing that I believe. And yes, it, it became wasn't. a massive yeah. conspiracy thing. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah. And that's become a problem. And that is as much an issue of the selling of it yeah. as anything else. But, but then Sony did kind of uh, put a bit of muscle behind it. Like it was a game made by the people who made Joe Danger and they put it on the biggest platform yep. and the biggest stage to make it seem like it was going to be a big deal. And I believe it is a big deal, but they definitely from day one were saying like, this is not just another little indie game from Hello Games. This is a big deal. Incidentally, a really cool thing that I've heard um, that I didn't know about. It was in uh, History of the Games development on Games Radar. Yeah. By a guy called Sam White, who is a friend. Disclaimer, but I like it anyway. (laughs) Um, Gamergate. Gamergate, shut it down. Um, he He... brought up this point that I'd never heard before which is apparently Sony offered to put a lot more money into the development of the game yeah. but apparently Sean Murray turned it down for Why? that spot at E3 like he said if you put us on the stage that's what I want out of our partnership and wow. to be fair that's what made uh, the entire yeah, totally work so like, what an incredible thing like yeah. what an amazing if, if that isn't like some sort of weird rumour that spun yeah. out of control that's brilliant. Even Could as you not myth, have asked for both? Yeah, what a jabroni. Take the money. Yeah, <laughs> take the money and you demand fall? the spot. You could fly to space, Sean. Take it through. It reminds um, me of uh, George Lucas with um, Star Wars, didn't he? Like, he originally just wanted the rights to the sequel and to the toys. Yes. And then the, um, Fox, uh, instead of more money, and Fox were happy, 20th Century Fox were happy to hand that over to him. Because mm. at that point, it wasn't like history set for selling toys off yeah. the back of films. Yeah, toys wasn't yeah. like a thing. Mm. In so, the same way it is now. And, and equally they just had move. like hoops and sticks and you and just those were toys. Yeah. No, no, you just you bought Cup a house. Bits of string <laughs> and conkers. You saved up for a house from child birth. And went to war. <laughs> and went to war. <laughs> That's all you did. Do you want to play games? <laughs> Here's the biggest game of all, a game of life and death. <laughs> this is you in the robot wars. Yeah. <laughs> You and Electric Wizard on the front line. I'd be a much more intense. I never want to play Call of Duty with you. Ah, I'd just lose it. (coughs) Flashbacks. More feedback. You know, there was... Or not. No, no, no. (laughs) Rory's not done. I know, I just, before we move on, I want to make a point. There was like one podcast, it was like like a couple weeks ago, where I was finishing my piece of feedback and I threw it behind me and it perfectly went round. That was months ago, Rory. Was it? Yeah. That was like my first podcast when I joined. And I've been trying to do it again every time. And it will never happen again. It will never, like... Give it a go. Never have that moment. No, no. no. That was your point, by the that way. I thought you were going to make a point about the content of the email. And another thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, you hyped yourself up with that gift. <laughs> I <did>. ruined <laughs> paper tossing. There you go. Right. What was the point? Can I go on now? You have my permission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One quick Feedback. question. Oh, God. Yeah, one quick question, though. From, this is from Finn. Uh, hi all, I'm a massive fan of Prepare to Try, and I was wondering what the behind the scenes are like, e.g. <laughs> how far in advance do you shoot, how long does it take you to edit, etc. P.S. On the off chance that Alyssa is on the podcast, I spot your name wrong by the way, oh. uh, I was wondering what she studied at York Uni as my dad teaches there. Oh no way! So let's answer uh, that one first. Cool, yeah, that's probably the easy one to answer. I studied English Lit. And I graduated in 2013. So if he was teaching any time between 2010 and 2013 in that department, let me know. What's this person's last name? Uh, O'Rourke. Remember a Professor O'Rourke? No, but he sounds like a wizard teaching at Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Professor O'Rourke. So I suppose Rory's the man to answer all the prepared to try questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
just the fact that today is like super stressful with Prepare to Try, yeah. like is a testimony to the workings of the show. Uh, originally, we, we kind of started off with um, a bumper. So like that was the plan going into the second season. Because obviously the last one was beat Dark Souls 1 before Dark Souls 3. Yeah. And that very much came down to the wire. It was oh, us, yes. you know, like staying late after work and just grinding for hours and really like putting an episode up every day. Mm. Um, so moving into season three, we're like, okay, we have the time. Season let's, three? Or Dark Souls three. <laughs> we're like, let's, let's do a little bumper. So we did, we had a bumper for like two months. Yeah. And then stuff happens, games are released, movies come out. Mm -hmm. And the bumper was diminished and diminished uh, until the point we're at now, which is no bumper. I'm doing today's episode today. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, God, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I think that's what people want to hear is that like, because people in the comments, they feel like they're watching it and like playing through with us. But then as soon as something comes out where it's like, oh, that was filmed like a month ago. Yeah. So like even when we had the bumper, I'd get tweets about an episode and I'd be like, I don't even know what they're talking about because like, <laughs> I, like, I haven't like watched this or like, played this in, in so long. And the other problem was um, when we were doing the series. So the first at least like six episodes, I'm terrible. Yeah. I am terrible at the game, worse than I've been at like at Dark Souls at any other point in the series. And it was because we had these huge bumpers, it meant that when it came to filming again, I would like it would be like learning the game over again. Yeah, so I'd sit down and be like, controls. I have to relearn the controls, I'm like, I don't know where yeah. we're going. Um but granted, that was only for the start of the season. Mm. So we're back in the flow now. Um that's pretty much it. There's not yeah. much behind the scenes. So basically what you're saying <clears throat> is that the best situation for you is having a bumper, but actually for everyone else listening at home, yes, the horrible pain and torment you're going through right now <laughs> will create a better experience. It's worth it. And it's love that's powering you through. When I see those little comments underneath saying, why is this why is Justin Bieber playing Dark Souls? <laughs> it just warms my heart and makes it so worth it. Oh, How can man. anyone be this shit at life? You know, just these comments just really warms my heart. Oh, lovely, it makes, makes me feel oh, great. Yeah. Behind the scenes, how much do you cry when you get bad comments? Just constantly. We have to CGI out like our, our eyes. That's what the hangover's um, from. It's not alcohol, you're just dehydrated by crying. <laughs> um, but like, full disclosure, we absolutely love it. We, we want to keep it going for as long as we can. It's like, like the highlights of my, well, it's the highlight of my week. Like I absolutely love doing it and editing Rude. it. And yeah. uh, I mean, well, this is a burden, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, no. Uh, so hopefully that answers all your questions and hopefully you continue watching as we carry through Woo! and beat whoever it is that we need to be beating in Dark Souls 3. Power Cam Alex Parnell says, hi, comma. I am a new listener having found your podcast by accident. Oh, hey. How'd you do that? Hey, Alex. Mm. How'd you find a podcast Welcome. by accident? Welcome. I don't care. And I'm really enjoying it. I have to resist my usual temptation to go back and start from the beginning, given the nature of your shows and the industry. However, the retro one conversation, which is when we discuss people going back to the start to listen to all of it, yeah. which is a term, like many things, that we've stolen from the Ellis James and John Robbins <laughs> podcast, uh, prompted a question. This is the uh, retro one conversation. I've lost my track. I seem to game in fits and starts. To elaborate, my list of completed games starting recent first is GTA V, Assassin's Creed II, Final Fantasy X, and the Sonic games on Mega Drive. That is <laughs> That's a big very gap. long time period. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My question is, of the series below, how much will it affect the experience and my understanding by not playing the earlier games? The okay. series I'm interested in That's are... a great question, Alex. Here's a list. Series I'm interested in. Should we just go through them one by one? Yeah. Far Cry. Absolutely, you can dive into Far Cry yeah. 3. Don't mm -hmm. don't play Primal. Play no. Far Cry 4. I like Primal. Oh no, but play 3. 3, three is in yeah. what, 3 and 4 are both Start great. with 3 and then you'll, you'll naturally want to go on to 4. Yeah. And 4 is just That's as interesting. good. Yeah. Villain, yeah. Villain, mm. The villain in 3, I think, is my favourite video game villain of all time. Mm. I think He's that's just yeah. incredible. Don't yeah. bother with 2. I did not get on with 2. I really, mm. really like 2. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. But um, do you think it's as easy to get into with 3? No, so 2 is... Uh, Functionally a different game. The yeah. weird thing, the Far Cry series Malaria. is strange. Part of the, yeah, part of the reason that you can start with Far Cry is because until three, it was three different games. Yeah. Far Cry one, two, and three were completely separate things. Yeah. Um, two is essentially like a proto survival game where you're struggling to not yeah. die of malaria the yeah. entire time. Um, it's great. They also the stories don't link in any of these games, so yeah. you can pick you can up just, any of them. Any I, that did. I dived in at three yeah. and was absolutely yeah. fine. Dead Space. Oh, Ooh. Dead Space. I just think in general is not. A fantastic example. Well, of Dead Space. Horror. I think I Dead love Space One. Dead Space. Really? I think Dead Space One is the best yes. of them. And Dead Space One right. yeah, is the best. And two is really good as well. Three was such a boring experience yeah. for but me. You can you can dive in. So I dived in on Dead Space Two, mm -hmm. and I think they establish 
what happened on Dead Space One. They do really do well a recap in the, the intro, start, like, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the recap does really, really well, and it's part of the story. And so I didn't feel like I'd missed out on anything story-wise. To be honest, I'm not sure massively how much of a story that it, a lot there of it is. There is a story. Is, One's yeah. got a good okay. story. Yeah, absolutely. Go to one. Like, play one, and then you'll know if you want to play two. I, I think. think that's fair. Yeah. And don't yeah. play three. Yeah. There's a good We Like Gun game called Dead Space Extraction as well. I know. I've played that too. It's good fun. It's good. Uh, Mass Effect. Definitely go through from the beginning. <coughs> no, I disagree. Oh, I disagree. Really? Because I never played Mass Effect 1 because I didn't have an Xbox at the time. And I went into 2. And if you get 2 on the PS3, or I suppose it might be on the PS4 at some point. I think there's a code version of it. Anyway, uh -huh. uh, there's like a comic book thing at the start where you get to make all the choices that you made in the first one. It's uh, not being comic book It's the major choices. The yeah. thing is, I, I played as a single shepherd from 1 to 3. Right. And I... I get that the comics thing works, yeah. but it does not give you the experience. Like there are little references yeah. that happen from exactly. the first game to through and to the last game. You make game a and decision between two characters dying, and obviously when it comes to the second one, I didn't have any sort of yeah, weight of that decision. Resonance. But isn't one like really well, unplayable? It's worth pointing out. One is yeah. quite a bad game yeah. nowadays. It was quite a bad game at the time, but if you whack it down to the easiest setting, um, like. Combat is a doddle, and then you just run through that story, which is yes. fantastic. Like, it's such a great yeah. story. Back when they didn't know what that series was going right. to be, yeah. there's a there's a smaller scale sense to it. It's a bit more yeah. of like a band of people. You're learning about the universe. I think it's well worth playing. But he's that. asking the question, like, what can he dive into in a franchise? And I think if you dive into Mass Effect 2, you can totally do that if you do it the way I did it. Yes. Three, not so much. Like, yeah, three is so yeah. much to deal yeah. with, um, especially because two and three are so linked yeah. as a story. So yeah, don't dive into that one yeah. as much. Uh, Assassin's Creed, yeah, just go in wherever. Who cares? Yeah, yeah don't worry yeah. about the, the overarching story. Sucks. Yeah. And, all, and all the the. That's the always time. the downside, isn't it? When you go yeah. back to like yeah. the thing, it's like just then, make me an assassin. Just make me play as an assassin. Yeah, no one wants need. to yeah. play as the guy in Montreal yeah. struggling against yeah. the monolithic no. games company. That Did you is hear weirdly it, a reference it, to like, last thing I read as well about the movie that's coming out? Oh yeah, like. The majority of it is going to be. It's like sixty yeah. percent modern day. What do you that's think? So did you not think? Terrible. Did you not think that was interesting in, at the beginning in Assassin's Creed One and Two? As a concept, but not. Yeah, so yeah, that's what they're taking, and then it yeah. very clearly became clear that that was shit. Absolutely, in the games world, but not maybe in the film world. Yeah. So who knows? And they worked better there. in the first and second because you were establishing it. You'd never heard of Abstergo, and you were kind of there was a more of a fascination in the first, like the first couple of games. And then once it got like later on, you just were like, okay, we get what it's Abstergo is. The end of Brotherhood of Revelations where yeah. it just started it went going downhill. mental yeah. um, but I think you can play Syndicate just no problem yeah. it I does would, not matter I would no. dive into Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag That's, Black Flag's a very different kind of game I, but I love that game so much yeah, and that was one like Assassin's Creed 3 I quite enjoyed 3 but it soured a lot of people and I think 4 is a great like almost a, like a fresh start it's, yeah, it's a good place to I also in. really enjoy Syndicate just because Syndicate can, was like, good as well yeah. climb up I was walking past the Houses of Parliament the other day and I was like to my friend I climbed that the other yeah, day pointing at Big Ben and she yeah. was like you what? yeah that's weird like, <laughs> was that you at Trump Towers? <laughs> <laughs> Alicia she's like dangling just clinging to the side <laughs> but, <laughs> desperately oh sorry Go on. Go I was going to say but to answer his question I feel like you can dive into any of yeah, them yeah really. you can don't totally. worry about the modern day storyline just because every uh, period part is self-contained anyway most most of them are yeah so i would say dive into like black flag syndicate probably skip five um that's about it i yeah. think yeah yeah um we've discussed this one recently uncharted uncharted Ooh. so uncharted 4 came out and you guys were all playing it and i'd never played any of the uncharted games before and i had a really long chat with you dale about whether i should just play uncharted 4 and like dive straight into the series or whether i should go back and i ended up going back to the very beginning and playing them chronologically and, and the collection does a really good job of and, making yeah, it not yeah. seem annoying. Exactly, yeah. it doesn't yeah. seem annoying. And honestly, I did like the the three games so quickly, like one after the other, immediately as soon as I finished one, loaded up the next. Really, really enjoyed it. Like really, really did. And I so mm. recommend them playing them chronologically because there is actually an overarching narrative arc. And especially if you're going to play Uncharted 4 where there's amazing scenes that really like have almost like little Easter eggs and throwbacks and kind yeah. of like to the previous games. It makes Uncharted 4 so much richer, yeah. richer than if you just dived straight into it. As a counterpoint, I've only played Uncharted 4. It was fucking great. Oh, I don't, no, it's I still don't brilliant. regret it at all. Like, still brilliant. 4 is a great game. It is to it, what I will say is like, if the question is how will it expect my, ex you know, affect my experience and understanding, it will make it richer, but you won't 
not understand. Yeah, that you can totally go into a entire floor. And four, and uh, it's not like any of them are particularly deep characters. As soon as you meet Nathan Drake, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. he's that guy. But there is a there is, there a, is especially from two onwards. There yeah. is there is a bond you build with these characters course, and their relationships yeah. together. And getting to see that to the end in a child four is um, a fantastic experience. And, you know, this is it. this is Naughty Dog. These are the guys who created Last of Us. Like they are, they create really amazing characters mm. that have like well, these incredible. Now, I I think they're, so. they're Jack and Daxter. Un- Uncharted is oh, they're good yeah. characters. characters. They're yeah. good characters. They're not amazingly no, well. No, no, no. And I'd say that Uncharted Four isn't like on the scale of like Last of Us. It's <laughs> bye. Ignore me. Dale, Dale's just <laughs> throwing my paper all over the desk. Um, yeah, like on the on the scale of that, then no, it's not it's not up to Last of Us standards. But it, they are still really well done characters. There's an amazing twist in the third game that I was WhatsApping oh, yeah, constantly yeah, yeah, about yeah. as I was playing because I thought <laughs> I, thought I knew what they were doing. She didn't have I was so gloating to Dale, and then I ate my own words. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a really good story, and it's well worth playing the four. Yeah. Bioshock. Play all of them. I'm just answering that one. Don't um, don't jump in at the end. Infinite, just jump in at one. Definitely jump. Yeah, in at one. Infinite's separate, but it doesn't have anywhere near the like. It, 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 it isn't soften. separate, so I don't want. It's had to say that's about spoiling anything. So just go into Bioshock One. Absolutely yeah. play Bioshock. I remember the first time going into Rapture, like in the first game, like going down in the yeah. lift and just, just I hadn't seen anything like it in a video game it's before. Absolutely, absolutely it's just amazing. so much like like character and detail and history and story just from like rooms you go yeah. in like uh, you're just flooded with just like all this information and cool and it's so great they're also releasing the collection soon exactly as well. that so a perfect, perfect chance yeah. to yeah. go well, I'm in. really excited for that yeah. and Elder Scrolls just play the last one play Skyrim, play Skyrim you don't Skyrim, need yeah. to have played all of them I've never played any before Skyrim and I didn't Morrowind's missing, brilliant missing but it's anything. aged crazy yeah. and like you don't that world's Oblivion, I loved Oblivion. Oblivion's great. But again, yeah, independently you can play any of them. And which of those would you recommend I go with, given the limited amount of time I have to get? Oh, Oh, God, that's a tough choice. Far Cry, Dead Space, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, Bioshock, Elder Scrolls. So we're saying we're jumping in on one game. Okay. I feel like the first Bioshock is a game that everyone should play. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to say Far Cry 3. I was going to say Far Cry 4. Because it's fun. There's a lot of exploration. But mechanics that aren't too unfamiliar. I think they're all games story. that you should be playing. By the way, if, yeah. you, if you can get the track, really if you a strong list. the first yeah. one to choose is such a tough one. Like I think of Uncharted Two, Uncharted Four, Mass Effect Two, Dead Space, First Bioshock. They're all games that are like essential. Yeah. yeah, it's a great selection. I'd say I'd say Uncharted Four, just because even though everything that I said about playing it chronologically, I do think is a kind of a piece of modern game design showing what say, the PlayStation 4 can do and is capable of. The amazing graphics, the facial technology, yeah. plus a great story and like massive cinematic kind of sap- like scapes. Go and play If you're not going to play another game for like three years, yeah. actually Uncharted 4 is an amazing like, here's what gaming is right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is what we're exactly. at. Yeah. Your PlayStation will sound like it's taking off. Yeah, with it's all the work that it does. <laughs> and also you can beat it reasonably quickly. A lot yeah. of these games would take a, like a very long yeah. time. Thanks, Alex. That was a really interesting question. I'm going to try flipping this. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the IGN UK podcast. Oh, yeah, you can email us with your feedback, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Nice. It's the worst email address in the world. (laughs) Oh, it's got charm to it. Uh, It's got got a rustic, (laughs) shitty charm. Uh, That's it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Get out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.